1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash people today.
0: New York's arbitration rule for settling surprise billing disputes actually raised prices for some care. A federal judge rules the government owes insurers for cutting a payment, and we hear from an antitrust attorney about Sutter Health surprise settlement. A look back at healthcare news of last week, and a look ahead of what's coming up this week on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Monday, October 28th, and I'm Alex Olden with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. Last week, a federal judge ruled the government owes insurance companies nearly $1.6 billion for abruptly stopping one Affordable Care Act instituted payment in the fall of 2017. The Trump administration cut the cost-sharing reduction. This was a payment from the federal government to insurers to help offset the cost of offering affordable coverage to lower-income people on the exchanges. More than 90 insurance companies sued, and a federal judge said the government owes the insurers the payments for 2017 and 2018. This change led to what's known as Silver Health insurance subsidies are determined based on the price of mid-tier plans known as silver plans on the marketplaces. So insurers raised the prices of those plans, which had two effects, made the lower-tier plans really inexpensive for those who qualified for subsidies. But for those who made too much to qualify for the tax credits, this dramatically increased premiums. The government had argued in court Congress never appropriated the money to be made for the payments. But the judge said the money was owed as part of the ACA regardless of congressional action. The government could still appeal the decision. Music okay. After New York started using arbitration to settle surprise billing disputes, it actually increased how much residents paid for health care. That's the finding from an analysis by the usc Brookings Schaefer Initiative for Health Policy. The law sending these disputes to arbitration went into effect in New York four years ago in 2015. It directed the arbiters to use the 80th percentile of billed charges from an independent database as a guideline for resolution. Author of the article, Lauren Adler, points out that was often much higher than in-network and Medicare rates. For example, seeing an emergency medicine doctor during an emergency visit in-network averages $320 in New York. But the 80th percentile amount was $1,211. Adler found that often the final amount agreed on was actually higher than the 80th percentile. He writes this outcome could incentivize physicians to use out-of-network leverage to demand higher rates. Adler says the New York Department of Financial Services reports that this same law saved consumers more than $400 million. But he says the data and his analysis actually contradict that. The study found plastic surgeons use arbitration the most, followed by emergency medicine doctors, orthopedic surgery, and anesthesiology. This information could impact the debate going on in Congress about how to address surprise billing. One piece of legislation includes this same arbitration-style approach, while others include setting limits on how much out-of-network providers could actually bill patients. Now it's time for our weekly Deep Dive. Just as trial was about to start on October 16th, Sutter Health and the state of California announced they came to a settlement. The state accused the large Northern California health system of using its size and influence over insurance companies to drive up prices in Northern California. The lawsuit claims it's doing so through what's called all or nothing contracts that require all of Sutter locations to be a network. The details of the settlement haven't been released and likely won't for months. As this case was about to go to trial, I talked to antitrust lawyer at Perkins Coie, John Jacobs. Before, before he went into private practice. He was an attorney at the Department of Justice Antitrust Division, and I checked back in with him after news of the settlement.
1: I wasn't too surprised because this is the type of case where both parties had an incentive to try to find a mutually satisfactory outcome. You know, on the one hand, the state of California had put a lot of work and effort into this case. It was a high-profile case against a big-name defendant, and a loss at trial would have been a blow to its enforcement efforts and its reputation in the future. And for Sutter, it was reportedly facing potential damages of almost $3 billion. So both parties had an incentive to try to see if they could find a mutually satisfactory outcome.
0: Jacobs, like everyone else, hasn't seen the settlement, but he says in his experience, settlements for these types of cases tend to be very regulatory and include enforcement measures to ensure compliance.
1: Often, at a minimum, you require the defendant to give you an annual certification that they are in compliance. In the past year, Um, other times there have been uh, more regular uh, reports and even approvals of certain types of contractual terms. And so the the monitoring and the compliance effort could really um, vary depending on, again, what the settlement looks like.
0: Last year, there was a similar case where the federal and state justice departments brought against Charlotte, North Carolina Hospital, Atrium Health, and that was also settled. It included prohibiting the health system from enforcing these contract provisions at issue in the case, which prevented insurers from steering patients to lower-cost care. The settlement also included Atrium sending follow-up reports demonstrating compliance. I asked Jacobs if he thought the fact that both cases were settled means anything.
1: Um, Not really, other than, uh, again, there are significant risks in going to trial. um, And where there are incentives to settle, often there is a settlement.
0: This case was being watched closely by antitrust attorneys like Jacobs and health systems around the country. I asked if the fact that it was settled signals anything about the government's enforcement actions.
1: It's a wait and see. I think we have to see the uh, specifics of the settlement before we really know what is involved and what impact this case will have. Obviously, any investigation and litigation that went into this case is a, is a significant risk factor. But uh, in terms of what the settlement will mean for uh, hospital providers in the future, I think we uh, need to actually see the settlement.
0: The settlement still needs court approval, which is expected to happen early next year. Sutter Health is facing another class action case in federal court with very similar allegations. More quarterly earnings reports are coming this week. The for-profit hospital chain HCA Healthcare is scheduled to report, as well as managed care company Molina Healthcare. A large part of Molina's business comes from Medicare and Medicaid contracts. Last year, Molina lost a Medicaid contract in New Mexico. And last quarter, HCA reported net income was down 4.5 percent year over year. On Tuesday, the Veterans Affairs Subcommittee is holding a hearing to examine how the agency is protecting whistleblowers. This comes days after an inspector general's report revealing the office meant to protect whistleblowers was actually doing the opposite. According to the report, the office didn't take steps to protect whistleblowers' identities and would not investigate allegations of retaliation unless the whistleblowers revealed their identities. The report said that some of these actions had a chilling effect on others willing to come forward with allegations of wrongdoing. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review or rate us in whatever podcast app you're listening on. And you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.